I'm Drea. I'm Meg. I'm Tina. And I'm Jess. And this is Pardon My Stash. Welcome to Pardon My Stash, a podcast about knitting within the fiber arts and how awesome it is. Yeah. Before we get started on this week's topics, let's find out what everyone brought to Knit Night. Drea. I am actually working on my gummy shawl. <laughs> but let me tell you, I finished the desk. Yay! Say was a applause. Sorry. Jesus. I know that you guys were all like really interested in the desk. It's not like I didn't shut up about it all weekend, but... <laughs> What you wait. for you listening at home or in your cars? Yes, the desk is finished. Yes, it's gorgeous. What? Yes, I can't wait to use it. It's still curing. We just put a uh, the second poly coat on it yesterday, and I have seven days before I can use it. You were gonna paint a desk, <laughs> <laughs> Jess. You never listen when I talk. You picked up your academy shawls. Good. I did. And you know what? Since um, I finished it last night, I did pick up my knitting last night uh, for the first time at home in like forever. But um, I finally got everything out of my system. I got that project out. Good. Yay. Feels good. Exactly good. what we talked about last time. Like, and yeah. what's what's the next hyper focus? Um. Well, I think it's just going to be finishing this shawl, and then, and then, I mean, it's it's not going to be refinishing furniture, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not your, not your passion. It was That's great. Enough for that. That's enough of that. Uh, I had a really good time doing it, but I don't think that I'm going to do it again, because some of it was a little bit too labor intensive for me. Mm, like, I threw out my shoulder while I was sanding. I know, I know. Pat felt so bad because he wanted to give you his sander, his elect, uh, electrical one. Or whatever. Well, I didn't think it was going to be that much sanding. Yeah. And by the time that I was like in the thick of it, like <laughs> there was no going back. Like I, I was in it for the long haul. Committed. So. I, yeah. You got to at least finish that one. I did, and you know what? I stained some of it. I painted all of it, and polyurethaned everything. Like I felt so handy. <laughs> How about you, Meg? Did you finish a desk? Did not finish a desk. <laughs> well, not everybody can be me. No, that is wow. That is extremely true. You're right. I, you're right. It's very true. What did you work on? What are you working on? What you got? <laughs> I was just gonna let her speak, but no, you go on, Drea. Go on with your bad stuff. Um, so, uh, Sundrop suffered a an incident. Oh no! What it's happened? I made a mistake. Uh-oh. It's not. It's definitely not an unfixable mistake. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but it was. It was. I was in, in not in the best place to be fixing Messing said it. mistake. That's so fair. it is. It is eminently fixable. It requires me to tink back three rows. Um, and I just decided. You know what? I'm all set. I want to knit something, time so I yep, it's in timeout, and I cast on another sweater. <laughs> well, that's what you do. That's what I do. Um, a lot of debating, um, but I am knitting the Calliope sweater by Melissa Clulo of Espace Tricot. I'm pretty sure I am mispronouncing that because I don't speak French. Um, it is a top down seamless sweater it's in a dk i have never knitted dk sweater so it's 
new ground for me. Welcome. Welcome to the DK Sweater Club. (laughs) I love it. Me too. And I am knitting it out of critical hit dies. I forgot the name of our company for a second. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm knitting it out of critical hit dies wizard DK base. Um, And the other yarn is actually a new yarn we're going to debut this month uh, or next month being June. Um, It's going to be called Mystic. You heard it here first. We haven't actually talked about it yet. Um, And it is a silk mohair lace weight. Um, And they are both in the colorway etherealness, which is also going to be a new color we're releasing next month. It's a very, very pale purple. So um, did you do all that this week? Since Thursday. Yes. <laughs> Somebody has a hyperfixation. <laughs> it's really been it's like, nice. honest to God, it's like really pretty. I thank you. You've gotten so much done. I didn't know that that was only like less than a week. That's there's some rage knitting behind that. <laughs> that's, like, that's like five days. Well, it's DK. It goes really, really fast. I know. Um, I've been there, but still, compared to a fingering weight, which my fingering weight took me forever. Um, but I also really like this combo of yarns. Let it's, me touch it. Yeah, squeeze it. It's, it's nice. really soft. I touched it on on, on oh, Sunday nice. when we were at Stars Hollow. But, oh, that's um, right. I'm definitely touching it again. It's a good. It's so the 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 wizard has uh, cashmere in it. So it's got cashmere. It's got silk. silk. It's got mohair. Well, welcome to the cashmere club. It's cashmere. <laughs> it's it's a pretty sexy combo, um, and I'm liking it. I probably won't be my Rhinebeck sweater because you know Rhinebeck is usually 90 degrees. Oh God, um, you'll die in it. I yeah. know. <laughs> I'm like really hoping that this year Rhinebeck is going to be like friggin' freezing. It never is. <laughs> it was the first year. Well, you keep holding on to that. I but do. For I do hold on. Global, are you enjoying yourself? <laughs> I'm not done touching it. She's just petting it like a cat. It's just so nice. Jess, do you have something to pet? <laughs> um, no, not currently. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a tea cozy, but the the pattern on it is. I, I mean, it's 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 a feel. Yeah, so That's I'm cute. I'm doing Yarnspirations uh, knit flower basket tea cozy. I am back onto that because I did finish my sweater. I need to block it, but. Um, oh my god, your sweater is so beautiful! Thank you. So we I posted it on on Critical Hit, and it has gotten more likes than any post that I've ever <laughs> posted. <laughs> I that mean, sweater it's a is really, a legend, it's man. It's a really good sweater. I also posted it on the part of my stash. Season. Let me tell you. I mean, if anyone is wondering about the sweater, that was Sweater of Swords by Dear Ingenue, and the yarns were Critical Hit dies uh, Vishka and Morganis. Um, but what I'm working on now, I am back doing to the um, the Make Along, our, our team. Oh, yeah. You know, team cozy make along. Um, because I, I had half of my tea cozy, and I have to make another half, and I hate doing pairs, so, um, I put that down for a while. But uh, I am doing that in some in some critical hit scrap yarns, actually, like leftovers from when we were we were um, experimenting with colorways in the beginning. So I have uh, uh, some of the earlier versions of Barrett and Redtail, um, and then I'm gonna find some other other colors when we get to the flower part probably the ones that i was using for potion bottles and because that's what i do with our scrap yarn yeah there's flowers on it it's like it looks like a little flower basket and it's super cute 
Um, Do you know, I think I've heard you say that it was going to be a flower basket, yeah, but I think this is the first time it's ever occurred to... Oh my God, that's so cute! Isn't it cute? And I, I think this is the first time I've actually realized that it's going to be a flower basket. I've well, heard her say it, but... Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah. You were that's really that. fixated on that desk. That's I listen real sometimes. Fixated on that desk. <laughs> Not recently, but I listen. But this is what I'm doing because right now I'm between other projects and, you know, playing The Legend of Zelda. So nice. this is my knit project. <laughs> Tina? Um, well, currently I'm... So I'm working on switching the wire on my Ingle sweater because literally the wire broke. No, not the end. On your the circular? tip didn't fall off. The literal wire on my circular has a giant cut in it. Oh. I could see the metal underneath. And I'm really upset because this is the gratitude set and from Knitter's Pride. And They're I've rec- so good. Yeah, and I've like recommended it to people and now I'm like, well now what the heck? Well, so we have stuff from that set and it's been pretty They have these particular wires that ha- that the end rotates so it's like comfortable for larger projects. Yeah. Um but yeah Well that I, way the wire doesn't get all twisted. Yeah, I just I think I'm gonna contact them and be like, Yeah, what I wonder F? if there's just like a Because I have of- I haven't had it long. I haven't Because when you're showing it, it looks like there's a cut, so I'm wondering if something when it was coming out like it got overlooked but it like was weakened yeah yeah once i get this on a new wire i will uh keep working on my ingle sweater and um yeah i haven't done much work on it because it's been sitting in time out with its broken wire for a hot minute um but i did i was working pretty furiously on it before um yeah you were so close to the to the hem i am i honestly i have like maybe half an inch or an inch left before i get to the flap so i'm kind of like let's just got this this. (laughs) got this be sure to check out our website part of my stash.com for more information as well as pictures regarding our current projects patterns and yarns and now yakking about yarn with tina for this yakking about yarn segment, we talked last time about affordable, nice yarns that you can use for larger projects. But what if you have a bunch of yarn, but your project calls for a different type of yarn? What do we do then? It sounds like it's time to discuss yarn substitutions. Finding one can be difficult because there are a lot of different yarns and plies and weights and types of yarn. That can make your decision complicated. While you can go with old reliable and just put two together and call it a day, it might not be the best decision to just randomly do that. Sounds good to me. (laughs) I mean, that's what I do. Tell me what I should be doing. (laughs) I will say this. If you're doing that and you are very experienced, I think there's things that you do naturally that you can understand that like these two will definitely make this weight and I'll be okay. Results may vary. <laughs> Result, yeah. It, yeah, anyway. Knitter's discretion is advised. So, I say a quick prayer for myself and hope for the best. <laughs> when it comes to substituting yarn for a project, here are uh, a couple approaches to consider. One is the fiber content and characteristics. You have to consider these things of the original yarn when choosing a substitute. If the pattern calls for a wool yarn, for example, look for other wool or wool blend options. Pay attention to the drape, texture, and stretch of the yarn as different fibers can affect the final appearance and feel of your project. Keep in mind any specific qualities required for the project, such as stitch definition, warmth, or durability, and try to find a substitute yarn that offers similar properties. 
So don't swap a merino for a linen. Got it? <laughs> Fine. Good job. Good you are job. going to have a Good. very different project. <laughs> Good job, Meg. Can you imagine? You, you did it. <laughs> you, you've done number one. <laughs> I have not done that. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. The next uh, one that would help you a lot, even though uh, two people at this table disagree, is a gauge swatch. One of the most crucial aspects of yarn substitution is matching the gauge or tension of the original yarn or what it calls for. So if you look at your pattern and it says that the suggested gauge is this, then you should probably take the yarn you're going to substitute with and see if you get the same numbers or close to. Uh, If it's like off by like 10 stitches, you're probably wrong. (laughs) Then you got to do something else. Look, even I, in the past, even in this podcast, I can admit that a gauge swatch is useful at times. She's knit one. I have. Exactly one. It is growth. Me too. <laughs> feel so Jess good. has also knit exactly one. So much growth. So much growth. <laughs> so much growth. Let's see if we can shoot for two <laughs> on my next sweater. Ooh, yay! <laughs> Not before. So this will ensure that your finished project has the correct dimensions and fit at the end that of the pattern that you're using. Thing. Those are the two things that you really have to look out for when you're doing this. Being that also has consideration for like ply and like the way it's like way it looks in general so guys a two ply mixed with a four ply is gonna look a little weird if you're just holding that together yeah yeah it definitely will create it might be what you're going for it may be what you're going for it may be what you're going for but it will create it probably isn't it will create a texture that you're not expecting there will be a texture (laughs) (laughs) Um, feeling so say you're like oh my god tina i cannot do this this is so manual i'm gonna gouge my eyes out with my gauge swatch. Anyway, so <laughs> it's gotta be a sharp gauge swatch if it's gouging your it's eyes out. With, I'm actually gonna frame my gauge swatch. So you could <laughs> with the frame edge. Yeah. There you go. I use mine as coasters. No, mine mine is going to be framed. It's my first. It's important. <laughs> on the first try. That's what you should put underneath. Actually, I did meet gauge on my first try. So you should put that anyways. <laughs> So say you don't want to figure that out manually or you just kind of want to, you haven't even bought the yarn yet, but you know you want to substitute it. There is a fantastic website called yarnsub.com and it is a valuable resource for people looking for suitable yarn substitutions. So when you use it, you enter the name of the original yarn that you want to substitute with and then it provides you a list from the top being the closest match or an exact match all the way down to like not the good matches, but not as close. They um, have that? I like yes. that. That's a website? That's yes. Neat. I mean, I like that. It will provide you this list along with details on gauge, fiber content, suggested needle or hook size, and then you can explore the provided substitutes to find options that closely match the characteristics of the original yarn, ensuring a successful substitution for your project. So one thing that I don't know if this does is that the ply thing and the texture thing. So it might give you uh, the same fiber content, but it might be a different ply. So you want to just look out for that. I, I don't know. I'm not entirely watch. They're going to like messages and be like, yeah, we consider ply. And I'm like, all right, fine. I'm just, yeah, <laughs> we do that. Wait, you do can that. neither confirm nor deny. Yeah, I they, can neither confirm or they, deny that they consider that. Consider so pie. I would use that. 
Yeah. Like I would use that site. They also do reviews and ratings from their users of yarns. So it'll give you helpful insights and experiences from other crafters who have used the suggested yarns. It has a user-friendly interface. I've used it on my phone. I've used it on my desktop. Both work great. And you can find those suitable substitutions and have a successful project. If you're also looking for yarn substitutions, another thing you can do, and I've done this before, is you can go to Ravelry and under the project page, they will say like yarns used. Yes. And it will tell you what yarns have been used, the most popular yarns that have been used. But you can also click on them and see the projects. So if you see something, you're like, oh, I really want to make this out of Malabrigo Rios. Then you click on Malabrigo Rios and you look at the sweaters and you're like, I don't like the way that hangs at all. You can steer away from that. You can look at the projects and be like, I don't like the way that that drapes. It looks too different. I am not a fan. Or you can be kind of more sold on it and say, I actually do like the way that looks. Especially for popular patterns that mm. works. But if, you have, if you're pulling a pattern out from Timbuktu and you have no idea what this is going to end up looking like. Exactly. It's a lot harder. You ha- yeah. You, you have to kind of source it out a little bit and you might be end up being the project that other people look at and go, mm. ah, that's what I can do with this. I think that really does kind of push the point, huh? sorry, home about a gauge swatch Mm. because you can really tell if you're going to like the fabric or not Mm -hmm. if you touch it. For this week's topic, we are going to talk about yarn hiatuses or when you don't buy yarn for a planned or unplanned amount of time. Sometimes you don't buy yarn because you forget about it, which it does actually happen, I know, pull your draws up it does actually happen you sometimes forget about buying yarn or sometimes you actually say to yourself like you know what i need to take a break from the spending and not buy any yarn for a hot minute so uh at least for myself i am closing in this september i will have a year of not buying yarn which is weird noise it doesn't you know what though i don't feel deprived like i don't and, and you shouldn't i really don't well i mean if anyone has seen the the reels with my stash like why would i um but i don't i i've never i there has been moments like when we went to rhinebeck there was that one stall that i was like oh no bumblebee bumblebee yeah. i yeah i i struggled real hard there was i didn't even it was like a lord of the rings thing which you were cracking on me about yeah. it had nothing to do with the fact that it was lord of the rings it was just the particular colorway was gorgeous also i like turned off all my alerts so i'm just finding out about critical hit stuff and like i wish i didn't look because <laughs> now I'm mad like I saw a post about like you guys like were closing a collection and I'm like oh my god I want it all <laughs> I'm like yeah. stop the Zelda collection yeah stop. that's funny you and nerd it's, it's not even about Zelda <laughs> it's just the color I, yes, lo- I appreciate the actual physical aspects of it it's not like the I, I I don't know no one's gonna be doing like a Mori color line okay you know don't try me <laughs> Just Light saying. It up, Meg. I Listen, don't even know how the hell you would do I that. I don't know. But, like know one says, like you're not challenge. the father. I have no idea. <laughs> what does a DNA test look like? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah. So I mean, like it's just been kind of. I actually forgotten that I've taken a break at this point because I just yeah. And then randomly I'll think of it and I'll be like, oh my god, it's June. And in three months, it will be, or two, yeah, three months, it'll be September. And I will have met the goal that I set last September of not buying yarn for a year. It's weird. 
What about you guys? I've been on a, like, not an intentional, like, yarn hiatus, but I also have curbed my spending and um, really haven't bought yarn probably in the last, like, year or so. Like, I, 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 I bought... That's not true. I, I bought a couple skeins at Rhinebeck th- this past year. You but bought the wolf oak, right? I, I yeah. did, but that was it. Yeah, it's it's nothing compared to years past. No, yeah. and I can't remember last time that I actually like went on any kind of spending spree either. Mm-hmm. I I think the last one I did was either a Critical Hit or Village, Village Wool. Wool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was one of the two. And that was the last one I did, mm-hmm. where it was like a big, like I brought home bags of yarn. Yeah. Um, but... And that was, I want to say it was August. And, um, but yeah. Could have been, yeah. Yeah, I haven't haven't done that huge, like, I remember Beast, it's just like, we would look at each other and be like, what was your damage? What was your damage? And like, who Look, we wore worst? we wore those receipts like badge, oh, badges of honor. Yeah. <laughs> Did um, you press 300? <laughs> no. <laughs> No worse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it felt like that sometimes. I actually bought yarn for the first time in a long time. uh, Just this past weekend, we were at Stars Hollow. They had Earl Grey Fiber Co. in DK, which I'm finding it very difficult to to find their yarn. They've been closed for a while. They they haven't been posting. I I know their website's pretty much been been closed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just in general, that Stars Hollow has a lot of good stuff. Stars Hollow does have a lot of good stuff, but I saw it. I wanted it. I know that it's... You like it. it. I like it, and it's it's getting hard to find. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I want to do another hat and mitt set, like I did with with the last few skeins of Earl Grey Fiber Co. that I got. I got it. I deserved it. I did good. And I don't feel bad about like spending money Good. on yarn when you know I, yeah. I don't need it, but I wanted it. Well, you didn't get like a crazy amount either. It was like three skeins. I got yeah, three I was skeins. Say, of you yarn. got enough for a project you already have in mind. Too. Yeah, like you know what you want to do with it. But I so. don't. I don't have a pattern. <laughs> no, but you know but what you want to make. Yeah, you I know what I'm doing with mitt, it. So, yeah. but what about uh, Megan Jess? Now that you've are indie dyers. And you have yarn strewn about the house. Oh my god! What? what? Like, does it even? Do you even want to buy other yarn? Yes, or you do. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I, know, I'm, I I'm have curious. not in a while. Um, the last skein of yarn I bought for myself was around Christmas time, and I bought it to support another indie dyer. Um, which really, at this point, I do feel strongly about because, like, on one hand, yes, we have a pretty decent range of bases where most of what if I want it I can get it and I don't need to pay for it because I already bought it right, <laughs> so yeah. there's already that paid for it. <laughs> um, but I'm also very conscious and, and we are conscious I'll speak for Jess um, if we don't buy from indie dyers they close down yep and I could just sit here and I could just knit my own yarns forever. But there are tons of other colorways that I can't make and I could never hope to replicate. And I wouldn't want to replicate Mm -hmm. because they're not my style. They're somebody else's style and I still love them. I think one of the things that uh, Lisa of uh, Stars Hollow said on Sunday is that, you know, the idea of competing in the fiber arts industry doesn't make sense when... When stores all succeed, indie dyers all succeed, it shouldn't be a competition. We lift each other up. 
Mm-hmm. So um, I don't go haywire buying lots of yarn anymore. I certainly don't buy sweater quantities um, at webs or, or anywhere else like I used to. But I do like to buy the odd skein every so often or a couple of skeins, especially from indie dyers and also from from yarn stores because I want them to stay in business. That's a lie. I didn't buy my last yarn. I bought my last yarn when we were in New Hampshire at that. It was this tiny little yarn store and there was they were carrying this indie dyer from Vermont and I can't remember her name. Um but I'll try to remember to put it on the blog. But her yarns are only carried in like New Hampshire, northern New Hampshire and in Vermont. I could not find it anywhere south no, of there. and they were so cute. And they were beautiful. So that was kind of like, a, I, I will never find these yarns again. I want to support this Indie Dyer. She's very, very small business. Um, and I want to support this little yarn store. So I think I buy a little more mindfully at this point. I don't haul off and buy huge quantities of yarn at places anymore. But I buy from places that I want to support, like the yarn stores and the Indie Dyers and at the festivals, too. Yep. Um, but I also am mindful to buy things that I know I'm going to knit with someday. I don't buy yarn thinking, ah, this is pretty. I'll find a use for it eventually. It's all like I can I can visualize in my head exactly what I want to make with this color. I've been doing a lot of picture taking. And that's something that Tina started doing uh, this past year. Um, if I see something that I touch and something that I really like and something that I might want in the future, I take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think impulse buying is also we, we have FOMO. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we think if I don't buy it right and maybe you won't, maybe you won't ever buy it again. Maybe it is like like Tina, you pointed out that we're closing a, a collection um, and maybe, maybe it is something <laughs> that's maybe, for me. Maybe you don't get it or maybe guess what? We probably have more of it in the back. So in <laughs> September, you can get the, some if you the want to. VIP line I can get <laughs> I didn't mean back to speak in entirely for you, Jess. So <laughs> you should you should go ahead. And- uh, no, I mean, I feel like out of everybody, I've, I've actually have always bought the least amount. Yeah, that's um, definitely that, true. Yeah. Because mine is very... I know most of the time I will likely never get to using it as quickly as I would want to if at all I do tend to when I do get it stuff that I find visually appealing that I haven't seen before that's that's kind of where I go at but I also base it on you know do I have the should I get it like are there other things that need to take priority or do I just want to like you know find my joy and get this yarn so I can squish it whenever I want to um and that's kind of how I've always looked at it um it I started buying less when we started dying because um in many cases I could be like, oh, I had this idea for this color and now I have this exact color I want and I don't need. Like, oh, that's close to a cool color that I would like and I want that now. But I still do agree with I like to um especially when we find like new smaller shops or um new like indie dyers i do like to try and get something from there i find i i tend to get a lot more notions than yarns mm, yeah in a same. lot of cases in in that in that angle or i'll get like because i know again i usually just do accessories or random things like you know tiny 
crochet animals or potion bottles or God knows what. So I don't need large amounts. So uh, sometimes too, if I get stuff, I will get like the smaller minis or one skein and, you know, inevitably eventually when I'm like, oh, I know what to do with this skein. And I'm like, I do not have enough to do the thing I want to do with this skein. I will make a smaller one <laughs> because that's how my brain goes. I'll just knit until I'm done and we'll, we'll either stop or tack something onto this, but... That's a nice cravat. Listen, sometimes <laughs> she the yarn. That's of enough those. of that. <laughs> sometimes the yarns just go towards a hyperfixation that I was never going to finish out anyway, and they they are the perfect amount for me to get to the end and be like, yeah, moving on. <laughs> But yeah, that's, that's how I've always done it. So I do, like I said, I, I, I never really kind of stashed it up. But there there have been times where it's like I've gone in and I'm like, no, Hedgehog did that. I was like, oh, this is a cool yarn. I want like so many of them. And I got a bunch of them. <laughs> you did. I did. And they're and still down there. I do still have some. I did knit with some, but you have. uh but some of them I did just get cuz the colors were like awesome and I just look at them. <laughs> we also <laughs> have a, a massive benefit of um and and I know you guys have done this before too, but it's not her stash and my stash, it's our stash. So if I see something that would work for something that I want to do, and it's her yarn that oh, yeah, she like, bought, oh, she will be like, just take it. But if I see a yarn or that I want to use for a project and it's like perfect, Jess will just be like, take it off the wall and I'll uh, if I'll, yeah. I'll protest and I'll say no. And she's like, if I really, really need it someday, I'll buy another one. It's yeah. fine. It's- um, and I found that's also kind of tough too because you, you buy them and you love them, but then you get them home and you're like, what do I do with them? <laughs> you know? And a lot of times they end up just being art in and of themselves. Which can be fine. But. Yeah. Well, that's kind of why I like my pegboard for that reason. Right. It's art. Because it turns into an art piece. Right. Um, and you can change it around whenever you want to. Yeah. Whatever the mood moving strikes art. me. Yeah, it is moving art. <laughs> that's, but, why, that's why I got a um, glass front a glass case. front case for for my yarn yeah so you can put them on display yeah so everybody can see what good stuff i have it's mostly for me so i don't forget that i have stuff <laughs> i can't forget about those 22 balls in oro we At can't least. forget that if i cannot see it it does not exist no that's really really yeah, true it is like true. ever since i put away a lot of my yarn into those like airtight like mm-hmm. sealed you can pretend they don't exist. Yep. I have forgotten what is in there. Yeah. I don't remember at yeah. all what I put in there. And I'm like, oh, oh, no. And then I look, look at my stash. And I'm like, I thought I had a sweater's quantity. I'm like, yeah, ah. you do. I do. I just don't know where it is. I know it's in one of four boxes. And I don't yeah. know which one. But yeah, I think honestly, I'll probably, um, I'll probably get to September. And then I'll probably go in the mindset of where you where you guys are pretty much at, which is basically like, no, I'm not going to drop like $500 on yarn anymore, but I'll definitely like, if I see, now if I see something and I'm having heavy, heavy hesitations, yeah. I'm probably going to just get a skein and like, you know, honor the feeling that I'm having about the mm-hmm. yarn. Yeah. But you shouldn't do it all the time, but every no. once in a while, that's fine. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, I'm hoping that I can kind of break it at Rhinebeck. I thought I thought that would be meaningful to kind of like break that. Yeah. Um, the non-buying at Rhinebeck, but um, I can help you with that. It's either it's either that or Stars Hollow. It's going to be one of the two. Or both. <laughs> or or both. both is good. Both, both is good. good. Both is good. Both, both is, is good. good. No, it's I. I think it's it's just more being a little more discerning of where the yarn's going to go. But also who you're buying it from. Yeah. Like, and there's nothing wrong with buying commercial yarn. Like, nobody is mm. saying that at all. But I do think it, it is important on a, a different level to support your small businesses, your indie dyers, your indie makers in general. Um, because, well, you know. I was going to say, if, it's one of those them. things. If you need the yarn... Get it from wherever right. you can get the yarn. If you don't need the yarn, but you need to just, you know, get that fix. Get that fix. Then you know you can consider. Okay, do I want to just you know throw it into a big store, or do I want to go to something smaller or something a little more interesting mm-hmm. that I don't go all the t- time to make a day of it and come back with some Ooh. like fancy stuff that you might not get. An adventure. World. Yeah, I like that. I like adventures. I do too. That's it for this week's topics. For additional content and opportunities to connect with the cast, check out our Patreon or our website at partofmystash.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more laughs, tears, and Drea. Adventure! (laughs) (laughs) That killed me. You killed me. Uh, I guess at part of my, I don't know, a Drea stash at this point. We're going on an adventure, Drea? I mean, I will be organizing my stash, so yeah. Okay, it could be my stash. Here at Drea's stash.